What's up, everyone? I want to tell you about a car that you are going to love. Check it out. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, I love that, available dual wireless charging pads, ensure that you can take on any adventure. So let's say you're ready to take the family on a camping trip or something like that. The Santa Fe is perfect for you. You've got all-wheel drive. You can load everyone up in the third row. It's time to start being adventurous, and you need the right car, and that's the Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive football stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at newbalance.com. This is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. What a play! Can you believe this? No, I can't. It's time to dominate your fantasy league. Off to the races, and he stays on his feet. This is going to go the distance. Now, here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, and Heath. Mailbag time! Friday afternoon for us. If you're listening, it's Saturday morning or sometime after Saturday morning. Welcome to Fantasy Football Today. Adam Azer with Jamie Eisenberg. Dan Schneier will be joining us lately. Oh, Dan, or lately? Soon, shortly is what I meant. <laughs> well, I got distracted because Dan Schneier is is here. So, Dan, Hello. we started. There he is. We're on the Hello. air. We're live. Welcome. Hello. Hello. Oh, all right. You missed the last first 15 seconds of the show, and I made a big mistake. So, anyway, let's do our news What's and notes. New? Yeah, exactly. We'll do our news and notes. We'll read your questions. We got the fantasy cops. We got your emails at fantasyfootball at cbsi.com. Your Apple podcast questions. The best way to get your question read on the air is to leave us a five star review on Apple Podcast. Your quarterback updates. Jamie, what do we know about Stafford, Murray, Allen? Uh, Stafford, nothing yet. I hope we'll get an update before the end of the show here. But uh, Allen did not practice on Friday. Sean McDermott said it's basically an hour by hour situation. So game time call, I'm going to guess, will be the, the the situation that we get. We won't find out until Sunday. Uh, Kyler practiced on Friday, uh, but Cliff Kingsbury called him a game time decision. But I think you can expect him to hopefully play at this point uh, unless something changes between now and Sunday. So the the Ram situation is the one that's a little up in the air right now. I would plan on Josh Allen not playing. Okay. Ezekiel Elliott is reportedly, well, according to Jerry Jones, expected to play. And Aaron Jones has practice all week. So, Dan, Jamie and I, I know we have the same rankings of the four running backs in the Cowboys-Packers game. How would you rank the four running backs? Oh, that's interesting. So the assumption is we're going to get a full go with Aaron Jones. So I'm actually going to rank Jones my one there. I would put... Pollard slightly ahead of Zeke, Zeke, and then last AJ Dillon. Hey, that's how everybody ranks uh-huh. it. There we go. All right. So Jones, Pollard, uh, Zeke, and AJ Dillon. More news for you. Green Bay, very beat up in this game defensively. Linebacker Devondre Campbell is likely out. Linebacker Rashawn Gary's out for the year. And cornerback Eric Stokes is likely out for the season. David Njoku is out. Jahan Dotson practiced in full, and uh, J.D. McKissick was out. Cole Holcomb, linebacker for the Commanders, he's also out. Miko Hardman mispracticed, Jamie. All right, what do you think? Anybody steps up here? Anybody worth adding, starting with Miko Hardman? Has he officially been ruled out or just you know hasn't practiced? No, he just did not practice on Friday. Right. Um, I don't think there's anybody you can start. I think there's certainly players you can look at and say, okay, maybe there's a chance for them to step up and have increased production. The two that make the most sense would be Clyde Edwards-Hilaire and Kadarius Tony. Now, you're asking Tony to fill a role that he's never played before in, in game action, so we'll see what that means. Uh, but you're also asking Clyde to maybe become more relevant in the red zone, which is where we've seen Michael Hardman step up and have a lot of production lately. So 
again, to say you're starting those guys, given what we've seen from Clyde the last you know month and what Tony has yet to do, it's very risky, but there's there's some potential upside there. I don't think it changes anything for MBS. I don't think it changes anything for Sky Moore. Um, obviously not for Juju or Travis Kelsey. All right. I know Dan earlier in the week was saying to sit Travis Kelsey in all leagues, so I think now, <laughs> now you're starting. What are you talking about? <laughs> uh, the Panthers are expected to stick with P.J. Walker next week against the Ravens. Chris Godwin said he is taking steps in his recovery from the torn ACL. All right, what did you make of that, Dan? I think we prob- we can probably equally all say that we haven't seen um, the peak Chris Godwin yet this year. So it makes sense. I mean, as you recover from an injury, you're going to get more confident in everything. And I think part of it is just that offense hasn't clicked yet. And this could be a get-right game. I know Jamie loves Brady this week, and I kind of love him as well. And that entire passing offense, I like the over there. So this could be the get-right game for Godwin as well. But why? I mean, what not this just proof that he's not 100%? This is, him this saying is, that? This is, I mean, he's saying he's still recovering from his injury. He's It's a process. This is exactly what I've been saying for like a month now. And I feel like people think I'm crazy because I bring it up every week. But <laughs> I think I just don't think he's healthy. And it's, you know, or, or healthy is not the right word. He's just not his self. So that, you know. He's still what, a top 20 receiver in PPR? Probably. He, ne- yeah, he so. Again, he never leaves my lineup. I get all the enthusiasm, but it's so well, he, he has not he has not performed like Chris Godwin. He clearly does not look right. You brought up the stats on Friday's uh, podcast about you know his the advanced stats in terms of you know his, depth. his average yes. depth of target and, and catch rate and all those things. Um, I think part of it is a byproduct that I didn't I didn't say it at the time. Part of it I think is a byproduct of you know their offensive line has been such a disaster right. that you know Brady's <laughs> getting the ball out, so he's probably not throwing it to the same level that he would if he had a, you know an extra second or two. Um, you know, so factor that into the equation, but um, clearly he's not Chris Godwin. But eighty percent of Chris Godwin is still better than most receivers. The amount of targets he's getting is better than probably with ninety percent of the receivers. And I think at some point, along with I don't think Brady's getting to the level that we all hope he can get to if Chris Godwin doesn't help him to some degree. So exactly. at some point. There's going to be a touchdown. There's going to be an 80-yard game and a touchdown. There's going to be a 100-yard game. You know, he's just too good and getting too many opportunities that a missed tackle in the middle of the field when, you know, the the boundary cover, the coverage on the boundary is a little bit different and there's there's a scene play that they hit the right way. You know, so I'm not I'm not worried about Godwin. The fact that he's admitting it, that there's a problem, I think, is just further evidence that, you're yes, you're right, that he's not 100%. Half of the Tennessee you happy you got your validation? Well, a little bit, honestly, because it was a theory that I was kind of, I felt like I was on an island. And it's hard to evaluate a player just based on statistics alone. But every stat on Chris Godwin has just been worse. So, yes, I do feel validated to, to hear him say that he's still recovering from uh, the ACL. Because when you sit there and you say something so much and, and you don't know if it's true, it's not a comfortable feeling. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Yeah, uh, you know, I guess I do feel like. But you least- could see it too when you watched him. I mean, the eye test told that story too. So I think you were, you were right in that. It's just a matter of when does he get to that 100 percent point. Yeah, yeah it, right. Exactly. I don't know when. And I, I have learned a big lesson this year. I think when we at the end of the year when we talk about lessons learned, I mean, I had okay. way too much Godwin, way too much Dobbins, way too much yep. Michael Thomas. And if it had just been one of them, it wouldn't have been a big deal. But you know, I. Really need to take injuries more seriously. Guys coming off of injury, um, you know, and just expecting them, oh, because they're back, it doesn't mean they're actually back to what they were pre-injury, you know, if it's a serious injury. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll yeah. talk about that during the offseason. Uh, uh, the Tennessee defense is incredibly beat up, and it's their best players. I mean, so many of them are out. Cunningham, Dupree, Simmons, Malik Hooker. Uh, it's, you know... Uh, Jamie, you're gonna move up Russell Wilson or Gordon or Murray or anything? Uh, yes. So Wilson, not necessarily dramatically, because it's still trusting Russell Wilson, who's had some good matchups in, in on the season so far, and has only got one game over 19 fantasy points. But um, th- this is: Do you trust Russ against backups, or do you trust Russ against Mike Vrabel's defense? And so I would imagine Mike Vrabel's defense, without the same guys can still probably contain Russell Wilson as much as Nathaniel Hackett can contain Russell Wilson and Russell Wilson can probably contain himself. So is he streamable? Yes. Does he have a more favorable outlook? Yes. Am I going to start him over 
Cousins, maybe, over a banged-up Kyler Murray, maybe. So at best, they'll be, you know, 10th or 12th, but not a slam dunk. Yes, Russell Wilson's back. I got to see it first. Okay, linebacker. And Murray, Murray should be the best running back in Denver for now. Linebacker I was surprised when he said Gordon on show today. Uh, I think he's a little more... Okay, yeah, so Jamie asked me who, which running back I'd prefer. Uh, I think Gordon's a little more likely to have, say, two more catches. It's a couple more points in PPR. Yes, Murray has scored, but they both were used at the goal line two weeks ago in their most recent game. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. Like, what I about think Chase Edmonds? I, yeah, I don't know. I think it's crazy that Murray's only 47% rostered. You should pick him up if you can. Yeah. All right, Shaq Leonard's out this week for the Colts, and Arizona safety Buda Baker practiced, but Byron Murphy was not seen at practice. Byron Murphy, their starting cornerback, is a big part of their defense. He's the one who shadows. If they shadow anyone, he's the one who does it. And Cooper Cup, he's had three games in the last year and a half, including the playoffs, three games since he became you know wide receiver one with fewer than 79 yards, and all three of those games were against the Cardinals. Wow. Yeah. All right, now there's almost no better feeling than sinking into the couch for a long Sunday of football, but you know what's better? Watching football on Sunday and having the chance to win free cash. With CBS Sports Football Pick'em, you can do just that. Get into the action this week to show off your knowledge with the chance to win the $1,000 weekly prize and the $100,000 jackpot. Get started now at cbssports.com slash play or from the more menu of the CBS Sports app. Once again, that's cbssports.com slash play or on the CBS Sports app. No purchase necessary. See rules for details. We will do the... Uh, i got some Matthew Stafford news here. Uh, first of all, Kyron Williams is going to play. And Matthew Stafford is questionable, and he will practice a little bit today. He might actually play. That's good. He's going to get some work in today. And we'll cross our fingers for Stafford on Sunday. All right, we're going to do the emails first, then the Fantasy Cops, then the Apple Podcast questions, and the YouTubers. You hang tight. We'll get to you. Fantasyfootball at CBSI.com is the email address. This is from... I didn't put the name in there. I have Joe Burrow and Deshaun Watson in my dynasty league, so I need a quarterback for this week. There are no negative points for interceptions and fumbles. Who would you start this week? Taylor Heineke at the Eagles, Jacoby Brissett at the Dolphins, or Ryan Tannehill against the Broncos? I like Brissett a lot here. I actually really like the matchup for Brissett, and I think he has a good chance to get going this week and be better than expected. I guess, I guess, uh, just to kind of play better than the rankings. Like, I would, I would suggest this as the reasons I like this is one, the way Miami plays defense with a lot of man coverage and a lot of aggressive style defense that can lead to broken plays and can also lead to just Amari Cooper winning. Amari Cooper is one of the best route runners in the NFL. That's great versus man coverage. Also, the Dolphins are continuing to pour it on from a point standpoint and just they're put the pressure on. So I don't think the Browns can settle into a game plan like they had against the Bengals when they won that game and they were able to kind of control the ball on the ground. So I like the game script here for Jacoby Brissett. I like the matchup here. I think his best receiver is in a good position too. So I like Brissett here the most. I would agree. All right, well said, Dan Schneier. Uh, from Cam, please rank these three wide receivers for me, or these four wide receivers. He wants three out of four. So actually, who are you sitting is the best way to answer this. Okay. Cooper Cup, DeAndre Hopkins, Jalen Waddell, or C.D. Lamb? <laughs> what an embarrassment of riches. Um, okay. Who are you sitting? Yep. <laughs> you got to sit one of those. I, I, think, I'm, I think I'm sitting C.D. Lamb, yeah. Yeah. I think you have to. All right, this one had no name on it. This one's not my fault. If you have a short bench, would you prefer to keep Justin Tucker and drop Rashad White or keep the lottery ticket and lose Justin Tucker? Keep the lottery ticket and lose Justin Tucker for me, for sure. Yes. From Ernesto. But again, like we talked about, drop him Saturday or Sunday morning. Sunday, Don't yeah. give anybody the other opportunity to pick up Tucker. Right. At least you give yourself the chance to try and get him back. Yeah. All right, this is from Ernesto. Would you offer Michael Pittman and Cortland Sutton for Amonra St. Brown in a PPR league? He has Godwin and Olave, and he has Pittman and Sutton. Would you trade Pittman and Sutton for Olave, for uh, for St. Brown? You're talking about three disappointing receivers based on the expectations for the season. So if you have no faith in Pittman bouncing back, which I get because of the quarterback situation, or Sutton bouncing back, and you're looking at the Lions, and right now, no DJ Chark. Josh Reynolds can't stay healthy. 
Jamison Williams doesn't appear to be coming back until December at the earliest. Who knows what's happening there? And they just traded TJ Hawkinson. So the, the guy who has the highest ceiling to me is Mara St. Brown. You might be overpaying for him if those other guys bounce back, but clearly you have to give to get. And so if you if that's the best receiver you can get for those two guys, I would make that trade. Yeah, for, for me, it's a no-brainer for me just because I feel like St. Brown, there's a lot of underlying numbers that suggest the the, the breakout again because he did break out earlier this season before the injury. It's coming again. The volume's still there. The targets per outrun are still there. And as Jamie said, they've lost a lot of target competition there. Versus the other side of this where you have Sutton and Pittman, it's hard to get too excited about Pittman with that quarterback situation right now. And Sutton's just been a total disappointment. So for me, I would love to take this opportunity to potentially, in my mind, get a wide receiver one down the stretch. All right, here is a, uh, an email from Chuck. He says, advanced team name Monday for you. Nice. The Mixon Tapes. This is an advanced double entendre play on the Nixon Tapes from Watergate <laughs> in the early 70s and the Mixtape Saga of you, Dan, and Jamie. <laughs> so the Mixon Tapes, okay, or the Mixon Tapes. Did you listen? He said, oh, oh, I listened. By the way, he said this was before our time. Let's, I'll get to the listen in a second. He said this was before our time. I feel like everyone here knows the Watergate. Yeah, like, right? you gotta, like, like, yes, it was before our time. So was World War II. I right. heard of that, you know? <laughs> as well, far I mean, as the Danny got check, though. You, you do have to check me. That is fair. Yeah. I, that is warranted. I will say this. I have listened to the mixtape, Jamie. Very good mixtape by Adam. There was one flaw that he had in it. He put on, like, all the most popular Aerosmith songs, even though we had already discussed that I knew all those songs. And no, we I would have had to been living, had well, I had, would have had to been living under a rock to have not heard Dream On and things of that nature. <laughs> but but I will say this, besides the obvious choices, the deep cuts he picked were good. It was, it was a good mixtape. I enjoyed it. I listened to it more than once, which is a good sign that I did enjoy it. So good he did you. a good job there. All right. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll call it a playlist from this point on. Yeah, no, we'll keep calling it a mixtape. I, I mean, <laughs> it is a playlist, but we'll call it a mixtape. Okay, grade the trade. Crit, uh, Christian McCaffrey for Damian Pierce and Amonra St. Brown. Ooh. Needs to upgrade at receiver, has running back depth. Would you give up McCaffrey for Damian Pierce and Amonra St. Brown? Wow. You got to do better than that for him. That's like some idiot giving up McCaffrey for Aaron Jones and Tom Brady. Who did that? I did that. When? Last week when I needed Why? a win. Because I needed a win. Because I my quarterback was Stafford. Aaron Jones was facing the Lions. And I was One three QB league? Yeah. Is there no... No, there was nothing. nothing on wa no waivers. No. There are no waivers in that league, really. Uh, no waivers in that league. Stafford's going to be bad rest of the year. I guess hopefully Brady bounces back. But I I, I like I would rather Pierce than... Or, and I would rather this deal, Pierce and, and St. Brown, than the deal you got, Adam, for sure. Then Aaron Jones and Brady. Well, I mean, I'd rather have Pierce than Jones rest of season, and I think I'm high on uh, Amon Ra. So I still wouldn't do this deal though. McCaffrey has so much upside in that offense. We just saw it two weeks ago. I mean, we we saw unrealistic upside. Okay, he threw a touchdown Why? pass. Debo Samuel didn't play. Like it was his best game of the. It year. was also his first game fully acclimated to but the offense. It was going to be. He's not going to score forty points. No, of course not. I mean, but he's, he's probably going to live in the twenties if everything. I think right. he'll he's live in the twenties. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and I thought and I thought Aaron Jones would live in the 18s, you know, right around there. Look, you right. you uh, we we discussed this. You you made a a move to try and save your season. I think you probably could have done a little bit better for McCaffrey. Yeah, did you shop the offer at all? I, I almost like got almost got. I offered. I this would have been crazy if it got through. I I offered Stafford and McCaffrey for Josh Allen and Jalen Waddle. And the guy who eventually said no said he thought long and hard about it. Oh, <laughs> I would wow. have much rather have had that. No much question. rather have had that. I almost got that, but it's not it was, even a remote. You, 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 you have to admit you settled. You settled hard. You can say I settled, but I mean it's not like anybody was making me offers. These are offers. No one I else wanted McCaffrey. Look, I wasn't aware you were shopping him. I didn't have anything to give you. Uh, that's on Adam. He, you got to make everyone aware that you're shopping. Uh, yeah, him. I you're giving you're up right. Christian McCaffrey. You're shopping you like the top getting... three player in fantasy. And yeah, all yeah, you like, can get is Aaron got, Jones and Tom Brady. You got such questionable guys in return. So questionable, questionable guys. I mean, Aaron Jones was coming off two straight mega games. So who ripped you off? Playing... I'm just kind of curious. So I, I offered it to Heath. Oh, so Heath just snapped, snap accepted, basically? He, he said to me, this is how cocky Heath was. Yeah. Because Heath was undefeated. And my team stinks. It's our IDP league. And Heath goes... Now you have a chance. <laughs> he was and, taking and on Heath the by like Bible. 50. Um, all right. Anyway, uh, this is from. Oh, by the way, McCaffrey was on his body. Did that go through the veto process? It was so bad or no? What the hell are you talking no. about? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. All right. This is from Brett. Uh, Brett is in a half PPR league. He's four and five. He's lost five straight. Uh oh. He's reeling. He's 10 team league. 
Uh, give up Austin Eckler, get Jonathan Taylor and CeeDee Lamb. Half PPR. Ooh. Needs a wide receiver, like desperately. If you're desperate for a wide receiver, I don't hate this trade. But the problem with this is his team has lost five straight, so he's looking to win now. And Jonathan Taylor is not a win-now player. So I almost feel like you should look for a different kind of combination with some with with players who can help you, you know, perform right now. Cause Taylor, I still think, is a few weeks away from having fantasy relevance. He's gonna play this week, but I until that offense gets it right, I don't I don't have much confidence. I love this comment here. Why does the guy in the black sound like Jamie? Do I sound like Jamie? I could see there's a little bit of like graveliness in both of your voices. A graveliness. A little bit. And I don't understand how you don't know who Dan is at this point. <laughs> <laughs> it is a little to die. And there's a lot. You go from a compliment comparing me to Jamie to just a total diss. Like, I've been on this show for months now. Yeah. Just no, <laughs> never heard of me. Never seen me before. All right. This one's from Sam. Would you trade Travis Kelsey and Tua Tungabailoa? For Joe Mixon and Dallas Goddard. He has Jalen Hurts. No. Hey, hold on. He has Jalen Hurts. Would you trade Kelsey and Tua for Mixon and Dallas Goddard? No. Hell no. <laughs> okay, okay. From uh, from James in Danville, California. Hey, Duke, Scarlet, Roadblock, and Snake Eyes. Uh, Go Joe. What was that? G.I. Joe. Oh, that's definitely uh, You know what? I, I was any. not a G.I. Joe guy. I was a Transformers guy. I was not a G.I. Joe. I was a Power Rangers guy. Oh, that's pretty bad. That's I wouldn't admit Why? That's just, Power I wouldn't, Rangers are great. No, they're not great. I wouldn't admit that. What? They're not Transformers. I mean, come on. They're better than Transformers. Actually, more popular in every way, but go on. <laughs> Except Transformers has like six blockbuster movies. Power sure, Rangers probably had some cheap-ass movie that no one's ever seen. It's from James. <laughs> the question is... Uh, he needs a tight end. I have Gerald Everett, Fryermuth, and Dulcich. Oh, no, he has Gerald Everett and Fryermuth. Dulcich is available. What would you do in his case with a six-man bench? I would drop Everett for Dulcich and hope for the best. I would do the same. I don't know if I would start Fryermuth or Dulcich, though. That's the interesting part to me. I think with all the injuries in Tennessee, I might lean Dulcich. I might lean that way now as well, but uh, I do think Fryermuth is very interesting because same. I don't buy that the Saints are so good against tight ends based on the numbers. Same. I also think that you're going to see with the Claypool absence, oh. the the the, the car targets benefit him a little bit. So definitely this week, um, it's close. Rest of season, it's close. But I'd rather have those two guys than Everett because Everett, the the one game without the two guys there, Allen and Williams, targets were nice. Production was not, and I don't know if uh, what he'll do when those guys are back. All right, um, we're going to take a break, and when we come back, we'll hear from the fantasy cops. And we'll read your Apple podcast questions and we'll have a fun old time. We'll be right back on fantasy football today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road with available H track, all wheel drive and three row seating. My whole family can head deep into the wild, conquer the weekend in the all new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Yeah, baby, here we go. The Fantasy Cops are here to settle your league disputes, including one from producer Zach Brook. Uh-oh. Everybody gets a chance to have their league disputes uh, settled here by the Fantasy Cops. Um, but first, from the listeners. All right, the first one comes from League Commissioner. Okay, league. the League Commissioner says, This year, our long-running league made the change to a keeper league. My team is 2-6 and six with no shot at making the playoffs. So I texted the group chat that I would be holding a fire sale for <laughs> anyone who's willing to offer solid keepers for next year. The below trade took place. I gave up Josh Allen and Mark Andrews, who are not keepers, and DeAndre Hopkins, who's a seventh-round keeper. Josh Allen, Mark Andrews, and DeAndre Hopkins for 
Tom Brady, Christian Kirk, who's an eighth-round keeper, and Ramondre Stevenson, who's a seventh-round keeper. I am now sitting with my two allotted plan keepers of Stevenson in round seven and Olave in round 11, and I feel like I've set my team up for a decent head start next year. The league is in chaos given the lopsided nature of the trade. Without the keeper consideration, remember, he gave up Josh Allen, Mark Andrews, and Hopkins for Brady, Kirk, and Stevenson. It's, you know, um, But I feel like that's part of the dynamics of moving to a keeper league while many in the league disagree. While not against any league rules, do you feel this is against the spirit of the game or are members of my league a bunch of crybabies if against the spirit of the game should anything be done to rectify this wrongdoing? So usually in this situation when you're trying to get keepers and you're factoring in where they're being kept, so that increases the value. So Stevenson and, and Kirk, the value is fairly good given what their outlook should be for next season. Um, you're giving, you gave up the best quarterback in fantasy if he's healthy, the second best tight end in fantasy if he's healthy, and a guy who's been as hot as anyone since coming back in, in DeAndre Hopkins the last three weeks for what I would consider to be good, not great keepers. I think if yeah. you're giving up that level of player, you need to get Ken Walker, ETN, that yeah. type of guy for like around 10 value. Um, and the fact that, well, I, I can't tell say for certain how I'm going to rank it next year, but I can't imagine that there's a one round difference between Hopkins and Kirk. Yeah. Right. Well, the thing is that Kirk's not That's even a the keeper. biggest problem with the trade. Kirk's not even going to be a keeper for him. He's like, it's really, he, well, just he has the option to keep him. I mean, you, know, you never know what happens, but he would have had the option to keep Deandre Hopkins for a seventh, which is better right. than Kirk for an eighth. Right. So like if it had just been, uh, Andrews and, and Allen, I'd be a little bit more okay with it. The fact that he's throwing in a keeper option on top of it for a guy that may or may not be better than what he's giving back or getting back, excuse me, um, that makes it a little, little, little hard to swallow. So I can understand why his league is upset, but if there's no veto rules allowed, then you know you can't really say anything. It just this is what happens with keeper leagues is that you know when yep. when a guy sells and somebody buy, especially back in draft picks, you know it just you start to get, you know, the league just starts to see how back and forth one year to the next. And it, it does disrupt the competitive balance of the league. This reminds me so much of what happened in my home league uh, recently. Oh, I, yeah. yeah, I will never tell that story again, but you've, you've heard, long, you've heard more than enough on that, but I'll, I'll just give you, I'll give you an example. I made a trade offer to someone in my league because I don't think I'm going to make the playoffs. Um, and so I'm trying to get ahead of it. So I, I offered CD lamb and Leonard Fournette while may or may not be a, a, a great situation. It would give this manager two starters. He's five and four um, for Travis Etienne, who would be a thirteenth round keeper for me. So it's up to him if he wants to help himself. You know, assuming Fournette is Fournette, to get two starters, whereas you know he loses the ability to keep Etienne for a thirteenth round pick. I don't think he's going to do it, but at least I'm trying. Well, Dan, and that's the way to. That's the fit. Yeah. Go ahead, let me Dan. just wrap this up here. Like, this may have been a bad trade, but I don't think he did anything wrong. No, and I don't think you, you can be up in arms him. about it. It's just. This is what this happens. Is the, this is the problem with keeper leagues. They're a nice, fun quirk. I think we all like that we have some of them in our portfolio, but all of my league's problems since for the last 13 years and all the problems I know from every league all stem from keeper rules and keeper things and keeper fallout. And you disrupt the competitive balance of the league in the year. As Jamie said, it's the seesaw. And then you have situations like this where people are like, well, you could have got more. You could have done this. You should have done this. And ultimately you can't control what people are. It's not against the rules, like you said. So this guy didn't do anything. You didn't do anything wrong to answer your question. I just feel like now the competitive balance of the league is unfortunately messed up. But as far as what he did, not wrong legally but he definitely shouldn't have moved Hopkins. that was just what what you've done is you know especially if you're the first one to make a trade you've opened the door now for right. these lopsided trades that you can't argue if these go through you can't right, argue if somebody now gives up christian mccaffrey as a non-keeper to get you know three players that aren't worth christian mccaffrey the players you got back are not worth josh allen and and mark andrews unless you know you're you're selling them as fragile goods which they are I okay, feel like we're at the we Oscars have, right now. Is that it plays we, off the Oscar we, music? Like, to, we got to get because Jamie's leaving in ten minutes. So <laughs> next one is from Zoe from a town south of Vancouver, Washington, and north of Salem. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Dear Tommy, Chucky, Phil, and Lil, that would be the Rugrats. We have an instance of collusion in our league. And I don't feel uh, he understands why. Player A has Dak on a bye, so he trades for a quarterback. 
Then after winning the week, they trade the quarterback back to player B. Can you please explain why this is collusion? And I'll share the audio with our league. Our commissioner doesn't seem to grasp it as well. <laughs> tradebacks. I, I'm very anti-tradebacks. Those very should be legislated out. Right? You can't yeah, I mean, it. Yeah, you shouldn't be able to do it. There needs to be some kind of league rule for it. It can't just be like an accepted, you know, truth. It has to be, okay, We there are no tradebacks allowed. Our league doesn't allow it. I, I just think it's against, it goes against the competitive nature of fantasy football. Yeah, trade I mean, back. I could see like you can't you can't trade a player back to the team you acquired him from for at least three yes. weeks or something like that. It doesn't necessarily have to be the whole season. You can make a, another legitimate trade, but right. you can't. It, it's you got to have a time limit. All right, Zach Brook, what's going on in your fantasy league, Zach Brook? The fantasy cops are here to help. Come on in, Zach Brook. There he is. What's going on? <laughs> yeah, so I have an issue in my league this week. Um, for some context, ten people. Half PPR, I'm in third place, and I made a trade this week. I traded um, Alvin Kamara and Tua Tagovailoa, my backup, and um, Jeff Wilson, and I got Saquon Barkley. The kid who I'm playing, the guy who I'm playing against this week, made a trade yesterday with somebody who does not care about the league at all, trading Devin Duvernay for Jalen Waddle. <laughs> we shut it down wow. immediately. Yeah. Like we, we said this is this is absolutely not happening. Was that justified knowing that two people willingly made this uh trade? Yes, that yes. is justified. There is no there is no logical well, explanation for trading Devin Duvernay for Jalen Waddle. Yeah. So yeah, and my whole thing on this remains the same. Uh, if there are no vetoes, if you guys agree to no vetoes, I actually it's not that I have a pro I, I somewhat have a problem with it. What we've done in the past when this has happened. And someone has made a trade like this. We've pushed it through, and then that person was removed from the league the next year because clearly they're not taking it seriously. They're just someone texted them, just give me Jalen Waddle and help me win this league. And but but actually, you know what? I take that back because that is collusion, right? Like, what is the per we don't know what that other person's getting? The person who got did, did, you, did you guys have any conversation with it? I yeah, it was right. We just basically shut it down. For, for more context, the person who offered uh, Jalen Waddle for Devin Duvernay is actually visiting uh, uh, visiting our place this weekend. Me and my roommate. And he's in the league, and he texted me yesterday, can you scoop me from the airport? I'll give you a good fantasy trade. I said, <laughs> we're not doing that. Five minutes later, Waddle gets traded for Duvernay, and we shut the whole thing down. Holy cow. No, he shouldn't be this in the league. You have some evidence of it. You need um, a new I, league member. I offered uh, Heath a trade um, in a league, and he rejected. He countered offered with a ridiculous counter offer. And I offered to do his HQ hits at night. Is that not allowed? <laughs> yeah, no, that is not allowed. <laughs> That's collusion. That's really funny, though. Zach, kick him out of the league, and you did the right thing by shutting that down. Absolutely appreciate it. All right. I also think you might have given up a little bit too much for Saquon Barkley, but that's okay. I agree. <laughs> I thought that's where we were going. All right. Let's uh, let's read our Apple Podcast questions. Thanks very much for the Fantasy Cop submissions. This first one is from Travis in Omaha. Who do you prefer rest of Omaha, season? Omaha. <laughs> Gus Edwards or Jalen Warren? Gus Edwards or Jalen Warren rest of season? It's standard scoring league. Edwards. Gus slightly. I think the only look, the only way Warren is going to be better than Gus Edwards is if Najee is completely out of the way. Yeah. Completely. Uh Dan, which band sings the song Omaha? Omaha. Yeah, nineties nineties band still around. Oh, I have no idea. It'll be the Counting Crows. Oh, the Counting my Crow. favorite, probably that? my favorite Counting Crows song. Are they the Long December band? Long yeah, they are. December. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're yeah. good. They're good. I don't like them, but I do like Omaha. <laughs> oh, all right. This is from they're pretty good. Gamer JC. I traded Tyreek Hill for CeeDee Lamb and Tony Pollard in a 10-team PPR Dynasty League. What do you think about the trade? Tyreek Hill for Lamb and Pollard in Dynasty. Fair deal. Yeah, I think that's a fair deal. Just a straight down the middle fair deal. From Tyler. I think he could have done a little bit better for Tyreek Hill, but... He's a little older, though. Right. Uh, from Tyler, grade the trade in a 10-team half PPR league. I am 6-3. and three. Gave up ETN, Fields, and Hardman. Wow. For McCaffrey and Sutton. I have Lamar. So he traded ETN, Fields, and Hardman for McCaffrey and Sutton. Yeah. This is how you trade Christian McCaffrey. Right. This is good. <laughs> yeah. Not for Aaron Jones. Oh, that bum. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I like the, I like the side. I like him taking the chance on McCaffrey though. He's getting McCaffrey, right? Yeah, he's getting McCaffrey. Yeah, I yeah, like no. he's 
He's selling high on ETN, selling high on Fields. Not to say they won't remain that high, that high, but I doubt Fields is going to keep up at that pace. And ETN maybe not even. But McCaffrey, yeah, I like it. This is from GGHHAMR. Oh. Pitts and DJ Moore have been bleeding my team all season. Um, Kate Otten and Cole Komet are available on waivers. Does it make sense to put them on my bench and play the matchups with Kyle Pitts? or And which do you prefer? I would take a chance on, since you probably played Pitts already and don't have the ability to play a tight end, I think I'd go with Komet because Otten has a bye next week. So he's not helping you for two weeks. So Komet may be good this week. And then you see what happens next week when I believe they play uh, the Falcons, right? I don't know. Uh, Bears, Falcons. I'm not yeah, sure. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it is. Yep. Bears, Falcons. Yep. This is from LBC Life. This guy, well qualified to represent the LBC. Grade the trade, 10 team, two wide. Re- you don't get that reference, Stan. I think I do. Is it a uh, no. rap? No, but it's a rappy kind of reggae. That's Snoop. What's that? Isn't that Snoop? Yeah, I thought. Well, that man, it's it's the one I was thinking of was Sublime. Hmm. But no. I'm sure Snoop said that too. <laughs> <laughs> All right, grade the trade in a uh, half PPR league, two wide receiver league. Give up Kelsey. A.J. Brown, Tyler Algier, get Nick Chubb, Hawkinson, and Rondale Moore. He still has no. Chase, Gabe F. Davis, and Sutton. F. All right, F. but listen, his running backs are Miles Sanders, Algier, A.J. Dillon, and Damian Harris. So what? So if he You're makes giving- this trade, he can start Sanders and Chubb. He can start... Yeah, Jamar Chase eventually. And he's going to lose 15 points a week at tight end, yeah. and he's going to lose whatever at receiver on the downgrade, so no. Okay, what's a bigger drop, though? Going from Kelsey to Hawkinson or going from Algier to Chubb? Like he is upgra- He's upgrading from Algier to Chubb while going from Kelsey to Hawkinson in a half PPR league. Um, but he's also losing A.J. Brown. He is also losing Just A.J. getting Brown. back Rondell Moore. Okay, That's right, the key right, factor here. Right, That's right, the key right. factor in it. All right, grade the trade from Wake Up 23. I traded George Kittle. I'm going to Azer stat this trade. Yeah, to make yeah, it that was <laughs> just sloppy. Uh, give up George Kittle, get Amari Cooper. Fair deal. I like that. It's a fair deal, but I'm taking the Cooper side for sure there. Kittle, injury history, now McCaffrey in the mix. That could uh, you know, make things a little more inconsistent for him on a week-to-week basis. Cooper getting Deshaun Watson back soon. I like it. And How many also, more home games for Mark Cooper? Yeah, right. Yeah, look many. at the home splits. Let's take a look at the schedule. Look at the playoff schedule. Um, <laughs> I also like Wake Up 23 says, keep up the great work. Sometimes just listen to ease my mind from this stressful world. Well, well, that's, that's what we're here I'm for. Gonna, now I'm going to speak in an NPR voice for you. <laughs> All right, this one uh, comes at us. Oh, uh, checking in with our correspondent, Jamie Eisenberg. You have a schedule update on uh, Mari Cooper? Uh, no, my computer froze. Oh, All right, well. Wait, wait, it's unfrozen. All right, it's <laughs> unfrozen. This reminds me of uh, Elsa and Anna and all those great characters from our favorite Disney movies. They have. Da, 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 da. That's pretty good, by the way. It looks right. spot on. Ooh, <laughs> only three more home games. <laughs> only three more home games all year? They've half the season well, left. You, you must have noticed that Amari Cooper's been yeah. playing very well because they've had a lot of home games. So <laughs> so they have, And those home games would be Tampa Bay in Week 12, Baltimore in Week 15, New Orleans in Week 16. Do they have a Week 18 home game? No. They only have three more home games? Let me rephrase, Adam, since I apparently was not clear. They have three <laughs> more home games. Uh, all right. This is from... How about, uh, how about th- two things today uh, based on our shows? Uh, on our podcast, I just went through the whole answer on... Um, oh, stop. Give him a break. He didn't hear. The Cowboys running back. And Dave said, did you say anything about the Packers defense? <laughs> uh, uh, Dave, he wasn't going to speak. And then when I said to him today on the show... I need 30 seconds on Jared Goff. Two, two minutes later, I'm getting screamed at in my ear. You got to move it along. <laughs> oh, really? That I didn't hear. Um, all right. This is from Taylor. I'm 6-3 and three in a 10-team league. Eight people make the playoffs. I have a pretty deep team, but should I make any deals to prepare for the playoffs? He has Brady and Prescott, McCaffrey, ETN, Pierce, and Stevenson, Diggs, Hopkins, and Juju, and Mark Andrews. Well, he's got Brady and Prescott. I mean, do you swing? Do you try to get you know a top four quarterback or something? But you have to then hurt yourself someplace else to do right. it. Right. He's got four must start running, running backs. Back yeah. Right. Like, do you trade Stevenson for Tua if you could do that? 
Stevenson and Brady. I, I, think I, not, keep, I keep the depth. I yeah. think the if you're trading as much as Tua's got top five potential, I think what you can do is probably package one of those quarterbacks and maybe Stevenson or somebody else on your team and you get Mahomes or you get, right. you know, if Allen is right. Like, you know, I, I think I'd rather have the security of one of those guys that I know has been through it before and been successful in that regard. I would trade Brady and McCaffrey for Aaron Jones. Well, we know you have. <laughs> no, I, I was quite quite different. From didgeridoo. Well, quite different. Well, yeah, it was McCaffrey for Brady and Jones. It would stab hey, in there. Adam phrased that weird to try to azer stat his way around it, but <laughs> look, we, we're all here. We all know that what he did. I'm really surprised that what didn't go through the veto process, honestly. That, I mean, that's what, that is your worst take. That is your worst. <laughs> that is a my morning jacket quality take, like level oh, of take. My. Don't diss my money. You know what? I take back everything I said about the playlist. Make me a make me a mixtape. All, <laughs> All right. right, I will. A mixtape. Uh, I have a stacked roster and bad depth to do this. Oh, had depth to do this deal. That's a big difference. I gave up Ramondre Stevenson dynasty league here. Mm-hmm. Super flex. Ramondre Stevenson, Amonra St. Brown, and Geno Smith for Kyle Pitts, uh, Elijah Mitchell, and a 2024 first round pick. I gotta think about yeah. this. Dynasty. It's not good. Oh, it's uh, terrible. No, it's not tight end premium. He really wanted Pitts in a dynasty league, so he gave up Ramondre, St. Brown, and Geno Smith for Pitts, Elijah Mitchell, in a 2024 first. Way overpaid. I mean, look, Kyle Pitts still has the potential to be the next great fantasy tight end, but we're now basically two years into it, and at some point, it's are they going to get the right quarterback and right coach play caller? To make that happen for him, believe me, I'm as big a Kyle Pitts fan as you'll find. But it's maddening right now to try and say like this is going to happen. Yeah. So the fact that you gave up two stars and what could be a pretty consistent number two quarterback next year. Ugh. Yeah, it's no good. All right, it, last yeah. question. Sorry, Dan, you can get this one. Uh, I picked up Chris Olave. This is from a Toyota's a Toyota. I picked up Chris Olave in my rookie dynasty league draft, so I went with three Olave Martini as my team name. And I will say, I'll tell you this: it is so so nice and refreshing to hear a name like this when I'm just been pounded over and over with oil of Olave. As Adam thinks it's so clever, I don't know why no one else has confirmed that for him. He just kind of thinks it no matter what. It's funny. So it's good to hear a new. It's not funny. No one gets the <laughs> isn't, um Isn't Toyota's slogan? I'm loving it. Um, I'm loving it. No, that's McDonald's. Is that what? No. McDonald's what? Jamie, are, you, are, you, are you messing with us? No, the Toyota, Toyota's got like something like that. Toyota's <laughs> okay. slogan. Not I'm loving Let's it. Let's go places. You can say I'm, I'm, I'm loving it. Oh, <laughs> uh, no. You s- Let's go <laughs> places is the Toyota's, Toyota's yeah. slogan. Let's go places? All right. I'm going to let's go places. All Bye, right. Guys. We'll see you later. Jamie has to leave early because Dan was late. So uh, we got your YouTube question. No, just kidding. <laughs> Um, a funny text from our producer. Toyota, figure looking good. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm loving it. All right. Do you know the uh, I'm loving it story? Um, no, no. I uh, was hosting the video version of FFT when I used to live in okay. Florida. And we had a segment sponsored by a food chain. And um, we, I think we had just got done with it. And I was drinking. <laughs> I was going to break and I said something like, all right, when we come back, we're going to talk about this. I'm loving it. <laughs> and I don't know. I've never said that in my life, but I said it like immediately after a segment that was sponsored by a McDonald's competitor. Basically it was oh. so weird. It was so weird. <laughs> um, all right. So uh, let's read some questions here on YouTube from John yeah. Wandale, Claypool, Gabe Davis and Pittman pick two. Hmm. Gabe Davis, I'm swinging for the upside. Oh, no, wait. How do I trust Gabe Davis with the Case Keenum? I, I, in my mind, I went back to I'm going to take him anyway. I mean, this is not a great group here. Wandale, Claypool, Gabe Davis, I can't Davis, do Claypool Pittman. for no matter what. I'm going to do think... the last two, Gabe Davis and Pittman. I'll do Davis and Wandale. All right. Uh, Coming out of the bye week, Giants will definitely scheme some stuff up for Wandale. Pretty solid matchup. Not a good matchup, though. They, they give up the not second, by points. second I know they don't fewest give up yards points. to slot receivers. Oh, to slot. Okay. Now you're making me double double back on this, especially with Galladay yeah, back. Yeah, so yeah, it's okay. I mean, you know, maybe maybe they'll be 
Sometimes you hear an Azer stat and you just have to change everything. You have to drop everything you're doing and you say, you got to give the man credit. When he tries to use the Azer stats to like justify his bad trades, that's a whole different scenario. When he uses them in that, in that frame of reference, okay, you're right. So I'm going Davis and Pittman. All right, look. Good Azer stat. I could have gone into the league. I could have gone into the week knowing I was going to lose. But don't you McCaffrey think you could have got more for McCaffrey? I don't That's know. The question. I don't have time to submit <laughs> all these trade offers to everybody. Okay. Like I, all right. By the way, I, I have been trying to trade uh, for Leonard Fournette. I'm trying Ooh. to buy low on Leonard Fournette. Why? Uh, well, a couple of leagues where I desperately need an RB2, and they're okay. both PPR, and I'd rather start him than uh, Latavius Murray in one league, and I'd rather start him than Jeff Wilson. And I think people are burying Fournette, but the bottom line is he still has a chance to catch three to five balls every week, still has a chance to have goal line uh, touchdowns. Right. Um, like I just offered, I offered three players for him. In two different leagues, Cortland Sutton, uh, Keenan Allen, and Josh Palmer all were okay. rejected. I like all that. So I might have to go a little bit higher with maybe like a Christian Kirk, which is Ooh. a lot. But I have wide receiver depth and I have no running back depth. But, uh, you know, I don't love Fournette. I don't th- I don't know that I'll do that. Um, anyway, you know, the th- like the, I guess what my point is, is if you have a situation like I do, where I have mm-hmm. five wide receivers who I like for four spots in a league that I'm four and five in, and I have a terrible RB2. Do you overpay for a better RB2 with a yeah. bench player? Yeah, I think you can. And then I you do that, and then Schneier says that it should have been vetoed and all this stuff. Well, but- no, that's a totally different than trading the best player or second best player in fantasy rest of season for some scraps. Scrap. Tom Brady and Aaron Jones are not scraps. Tom Brady has not been good yet this well, year. Well, yeah, I no- thought he'd be better. Last week you had that. This, you thought last week was going to change. Yeah, I thought he'd be better, and I thought Aaron Jones was well, going to go. All right, uh, that O line's still going to be bad rest of season, and the Packers' offense clearly not what we expected it to be. So, this yeah, well, is what it is. If, Adam, Aaron Jones, if Aaron Jones didn't get hurt, I would have won the week. I lost by three points. I would have won the week. Well, he did get hurt. I was offered Garrett Wilson and Christian Kirk for my Nick Chubb. No way, Wilson. No, no, no. You can't do that. It's almost as bad as Adams trade, but not quite. <laughs> Stevenson or Lamb rest of season. PPR. Full PPR, Lamb. By the way, I don't think I've seen Dan Schneier make one trade in any of our leagues. (laughs) Not one trade. Uh, I just traded Debo for Amari Cooper. Was that a good trade? Full PPR. Ooh. I don't really hate this trade. I know the Amari Cooper splits home road are very troubling, but I'm not so sure that there's anything behind that besides just coincidence and circumstance. Uh, and I think once he gets to Sean back, he could be really a potential league winner down the stretch. I don't know if I feel that way about Debo anymore and McCaffrey in the mix. I just think the the upside for Debo has changed so much when you add a piece like McCaffrey to the offense. So I like the deal. Amari Cooper's averaging a, a full point per game more in PPR than Debo. And that's without McCaffrey in the yeah. mix for most of that. Yeah. Right. Um, Otten... Wandale or Paris Campbell at flex? Auden. He already is starting Brady and Godwin. You should know. Ooh, that's, that's a lot of eggs in that basket. I do think this is a good opportunity for them to get going, despite the fact that Seattle's defense has really improved over this last three-week sample size. This is a now-or-never moment for this Bucks team and for this Bucks offense, and they have to start to really lean on the no-huddle, the up-tempo stuff, the pass-heavy stuff. So I would say... Auden. Look at David A. Oh, being nice David, the nicest thing he's ever said hey, to me. Hey, Dan. Dan was actually, usually he just drops in David A. to just torch me for my <laughs> takes on food, for my snob, being snob about a food, which I don't really think is true, but I'll give him that. The one thing he's yeah. never said, though, Adam, is uh, that you had better hair. That's the key to this. It all circles you, back. I that. think you're wearing a wig. You have the same hair every day of your life. It yeah, is, what re- is remarkably consistent. Uh, that's a good thing. Consistency. What do we talk about in fantasy? Consistency is everything. <laughs> yeah, we had low upside. Uh, <laughs> by the way, David A. is not my brother. I mean, my, my brother is all is David A. But this uh, is not David this David is what A. now we know who yeah. David A. is this whole time. All right, he all right has, uh, David A. I have go C- do some don't just host a slime show, David A. <laughs> I have C E H, Naeem Hines, and Gus Edwards. Would you drop any of them for Jalen Warren or Kyron Williams? Yes. I might. Well, I'm curious to see who yours would be. I would pick up Warren. I would drop Hines for Warren. And that's what I would do, too. Hines for Warren is your upside swing. That's your lotto ticket, Warren. I don't feel like Williams is a lotto ticket on that offense. Start one at flex. Davis, Pittman, Swift, or Gibson? 
Oh, that's ugly. Uh, Davis for the upside. Davis if Allen plays. I will go Swift if... I can't do Swift Allen right now. Play. Then go Gibson, I'd say. Okay. Um, well, you're going to go Davis. That's fine. Broncos DST against the Titans or the Seahawks against the Bucks. Broncos, just because I do think the Bucks offense is going to get going. Okay. Um, do a few more here. What are we doing with What are we doing with Rondale Moore if Kyler sits? We're benching Rondale Moore. Should I start Tony Pollard or David Montgomery? I'm going Montgomery. Like the matchup better, like the volume better. Adam, Adam, kind of showed. We talked about it on Monday, but you like didn't make the case for Montgomery, but at the same time did because the volume, because the you know the production's not there, but the volume was there. Um, I don't think they're going to go away from that in a game where they should be ahead in my mind and win this game. So the game script should work in Montgomery's favor. So for me, it's Montgomery. Yeah. Okay. Of course, needless to say, but just to say it, if Zeke does not play, then it's Pollard. And if we find out Zeke's going to be limited and Pollard's going to start, maybe then to me, it's Pollard again. The Lions are one of the only teams I would, I would want to start David Montgomery against. And that is the only selling point for him. I'm sorry. Um, He's just not good. In my opinion, he's just, there's nothing special about him. Yep. Um, all right. He also has fields and hurts, and he wants to know if he should do hurts oh, I'm sorry. for digs. That's no, okay. I would actually look to trade fields instead of hurts. Why? I think part of this field's explosion has been, well, we know part of the reason why he's been so successful in fantasy is the rushing yards. Oh it's a huge factor. But part of the explosion for fields, I think, is that he's faced a lot of man-heavy defenses, starting with the Cowboys. Once teams play a little bit more zone, and he's going to start to have, as you look through the schedule, there's a lot more zone-heavy teams. And most in general, most teams play a lot of zone in the NFL. It's very He's been through a very interesting patch of games where he's played Miami and Dallas, all these man-heavy teams. So... Once he goes through that patch of zone teams, I think Fields' rushing production is going to come way down. So I would look to sell high on Fields. Yeah, but you can't get digs for Fields. No, but you can get something for Fields right now, something interesting at receiver for Fields. All right, our last one here I have to run. I'm sorry. Uh, if Josh Allen's out, should I start Dak Prescott or Case Keenum? Prescott, for sure, for and me. Should I trade Amonra St. Brown for Aaron nah. Jones in half PPR? No, I would not do oh, that. Come I like Amon. I- no, I wouldn't. Because if you, do you want to do, do a bet, Adam, Amon Roberts, Aaron Jones, rest of season. Yes. And half PPR. Yes. Okay. And that, in, but I'm factoring in injuries. So if you're Fine. injured, that's part of it. Fine. It's not just if they play. Okay. Fine. Okay. We're going to write this down and we'll take a look at the points from this point on. Okay. There we go. Starting in week 10, Aaron Jones versus Amon versus St. Brown. Thanks for watching and listening, everybody. We'll talk to you on uh, Sunday with football stuff. Let's go. For Dan Schneier and Jamie Eisenberg, Zach Brook, I'm Adam Azer. I'm good with you. Jeremy Renner returns to Paramount Plus for a brand new season of the original hit series, Mayor of Kingstown. My job is to create a balance. Avoid a war. From executive producer Taylor Sheridan, co-creator of Yellowstone. There's some new players in town, and they brought the flag. And Antoine Fuqua, director of Training Day. I know it's always been a war zone, Mike, but this is next level. The mayor is back in business. Are you warning me? You're going to find out. Mayor of Kingstown. New season streaming June 2nd, exclusively on Paramount+.